millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone you're listening to red pill 78 as always my name is zach payne the corruption detector and this is another exciting episode of red pill news for friday night live stream joining me in the studio tonight returning guests of the program the lovely ladies of tally texas Lori Gallagher and Jen Snyder. And I believe we might have some other special guests from additional counties around the state talking about their efforts to restore election integrity to the Lone Star State. Big shout out to James Robin. I see that text message, buddy. Good to hear from you. Glad to see you. Yeah, this crazy war that's taking place in the Middle East now is nuts. I think they want us to pay attention to that and not pay attention to the problems in our own country. You guys are way too smart to fall for that jazz, though. If you wouldn't mind, do me a favor, hit the like button or the red pill, depending on which platform you're on. If you're on Getter, you can just tap the screen and a whole bunch of hearts will show up and that will tell everybody over there that this is a good show to watch. And tonight, we're going to be getting into it. The the, uh, women from Tally, Texas have some updates for us on their efforts. We're going to be talking maybe about the most recent Lindell event. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, if you guys would help me out by sharing the show, I'd sincerely appreciate it as well. All right. Here we go. 
Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 362008. Invest with mydigitalmoney.com today. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Sincerely appreciate it. Please join me in welcoming my returning guests to the program, Jen Snyder and Lori Gallagher. Jen, let's start with you because you're on screen. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? It's nice to see you again. Excellent. Always a pleasure to have you here. And Lori, good to see you as well. How are you doing? Great to see you, Zach. I'm coming live from Bear County. Awesome. I have no idea where that is. Texas is a big place. <laughs> so so what, are, what are you doing in Bear County? Are, are you out like stumping? Are you doing outreach? No, I'm with the children, volleyball tournament, all family this weekend. So at a hotel in Bear County, uh, one of the larger counties in Texas, top 15. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, thank you guys in the audience for being patient. We had an issue with uh, Lori's um, laptop that she was using, so we had to switch it over to the phone so it would uh, would work a little bit better. All right. Well, Lori, tell your family thank you very much for sharing you sharing yourself with us tonight. Uh, I hope that uh, whoever's playing is is winning. It's like total Top Gun tier stuff yeah, over there. Looking at state. Yeah, they are. It's fantastic. It's great. And uh, thank you for having me and uh, having Jen to talk about Texas. There's nobody that uh, covers Texas better than you do. So thank you for continuing to have us on. Uh, to give updates on what we're working on. Well, I sincerely appreciate that. That's great. Obviously, I'm not in Texas, and it's uh, it's an honor to be able to cover it. You know, I've said, uh, I think, probably every time you guys are on the show, uh, the reason I like having you here is because not only are you doing the actual work, like you're out there in the public, 
You're doing everything that you can to try to restore election integrity to the state. But you've also been successful. And uh, I think everybody knows that this is uh, this is no small task. Right. I mean, we're talking about a broken and corrupt system that took many years to get to that point of instability. And so in order to restore it, it's obviously going to be a, a kind of a slow moving beast. Now, since the last time you guys were on the show, Ken Paxton was impeached. Now he totally beat that crap rap that they were trying to stick him with in the same way they're trying to steamroll President Trump and they've steamrolled a whole bunch of other patriots. But Ken Paxton beat the charges and now he's filed criminal or he's recommended criminal charges against the people who lied about him. Have you guys had any contact with uh, Attorney General Paxton since then, maybe even congratulating him? So we we have it's very interesting. Uh, Williamson County sued Attorney General Paxton to hide my husband's election records. Mm -hmm. So my husband ran and Jen and I ran that campaign uh, for the March 2022 primary. Jen and I were in parades. You would laugh that you're like, oh, my gosh, they're in a parade. But we did. We were doing what we had to do to get standing to try to restore our election system. And um, Jen can tell you a little a little bit more about that. <clears throat> Jen, tell us. Well, so w- they tried to sue. Ken Paxton had a um, a directive that everybody was supposed to get their election records. That it's our right down here through um, PIA that it's like a FOIA um, to be able to get your records. And Williamson County would not give us our records. And so we, they sued Ken Paxton over that. And so we went to court and it was down in Travis County, which is in Austin. That's a really blue area here. That's, that's the belly of the beast down there. So there we're in court and we're listening to this and they're saying they're, they're, we're just trying to get CVRs. We're trying to get cast vote records. We're trying to get, you know, emails, we're trying to get digital records. And they put it up there like, yeah, we, they put it up there like we were trying to get, you know, like we were trying to go into the ballot box and, and rifle through paper ballots and look at people's ballots. And the judge didn't know what was going on, didn't know what they were talking about. It seemed like everybody didn't know what they were talking about. And we're in the back like, hey, we just want the CVRs. We, we've gotten them for all these other elections. But for this primary, which we think there's a big steal in the primary, that's how that's how the GOP and gets their people in there. Yep. That's how all these, that's how all of them, they all get in there in the primary. No normal person really has a chance. Right. It's the steal is, <clears throat> is in that primary. And so we wanted those records and they were fighting us. And I'm like, man, that just makes you guys look really suspicious that you don't want to give us those records. Do, 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 and they, do so, they have, do they have like any type of argument or was it just that they were stonewalling? They just wouldn't do it. It was an argument. It was an argument that was not even relevant. They, like Jen said, when we were in the Travis, we felt like we were in the Twilight Zone once again, many times over the last few years. But this another episode of the Twilight Zone. We sat in the courtroom, and the judge and the and I like the Williamson County Attorney gals that fulfill my Public Information Act request. We've we've you know we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. all the time for the last few years. So I'm, I'm like, like them, uh, but they have a job to do and they are receiving directives. I believe they are receiving directives oh, sure. from other departments and the other departments are telling them don't fulfill this request. 
And so I believe that, so we, one of the requests that we, I mean, I don't think that it's like Jessica Morrison with the Williamson County Attorney's Office. She was the one that was in the Travis County um, District Court arguing that we were rifling, that we were asking to rifle through ballot boxes. The selling point of these machines were that they were making an electronic copy of this stuff when they were scanning it. Right. right. How, how easy should it be to be able to get the data that That's you guys right. have been promised? Yeah. Right. They it sound like we're making a copy of it right there. You got digital records. They sold us. And this is the big thing. We were sold on the technology. We we're sold on the records that, oh, my gosh, every part of the election will be documented. You have an electronic record for everything. You know, step by step. And and when you try to get those records and look at them, um, this is what you get. And you get what's what the real problem is, is that not not the judge, not the attorney in the county's office, not the attorney with the attorney general's office. Nobody had a clue what they were talking about. Nobody. And they initially sided with Williamson County against us. And when we walked out of the courtroom, um, one of the AG's office attorneys, his name's Clay Watkins, he's he's young and he's feisty. Awesome. He understood me. He's awesome. And his motion for summary judgment. So so Ryan ran in the March 22 primary. We filed an election contest when he lost. They would not give us any of the records for the election contest. They would not give us any data from his election. We spent tens of thousands of dollars on this campaign. We asked for the records. We asked for all this information. The county refuses. They say, no, we're not going to give it to you. We file an election contest. We had to file it pro se. Uh, We were actually told by an attorney that they would represent us. And we filed pro se. And they said, you file pro se by the deadline because they give you a very short window to file after an election. And this attorney said, oh, we're going to be with you. You file pro se. We'll be right there with you. Well, they were receiving so much pressure and so many threats from the national level and from the state of Texas, state bar level, threatening their license, their livelihood, that they'd never win a case ever again, ever. You know, what is an attorney supposed to do when you tell them if you ever want to win a case again, you better not take an election integrity case. I mean, it's it's no wonder. It's no wonder these lawyers are not willing to even look at a case like this, because obviously they're getting threatened by the people who could literally take away their livelihood. I mean, you look at what they've done to Rudy Giuliani. Look at what they've done to so many people who stepped into this arena. It's terrible. One of the things that is highlighted by all of this, the last three years of all of this, especially in states like Texas, everyone was under the assumption, oh, Texas is good. They're red. That's a red state. It's going to stay red and all this stuff. They've been painting the narrative down here that, we're, oh, Texas is going purple. And it's not. But, you know, they've been, you know, trying to do that. But another thing that we've come up against, and I think that people are widely seeing this now, especially with the speaker stuff that's going on, oh, yeah. is that the, the GOP is diabolical. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs to understand that we have this uniparty going on. We're fighting our own party down here. That Williamson County attorney that was fighting us for records, those are Republicans. They were voted in and, and nominated. Republican, and- voters. Republican voters voted for them in a yes. Republican primary. That means the Republican voters, the Republican precinct chairs in a primary voted for them to make it to the general election. Like we yeah. carried them 
through. It's not like that they the the Republican Party voters need to understand the power of their vote when they're running as a Republican. If he won as an independent, then I don't think that we could have the argument, right, Jen? I think that because he ran as a Republican, that we could have the argument that, hey, your Republican election integrity is the number one Republican priority in Texas and across the nation, handmarked paper ballot movement, right? And I want to, I do want to coin that right now. The left has coined us as the handmarked paper ballot movement. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to take that <laughs> as, a, as well. We, I we, love it. We should and, be able to co-opt Contreras, it. Natalie Contreras, who I love, and she hates me probably, <laughs> but I love her. And she coined this as the handmarked paper ballot movement is calling, causing chaos. And I'm so proud of that. <laughs> this, this is the thing that it just stymies me like <clears throat> that's obviously being used as like a, a derisive slight against what you <laughs> girls are doing but yeah. it's 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 not like a bad thing i mean it's no. the it's the most logical it's the simplest way to ensure that we have a safe secure and sound election system because when you have a ballot that you can trace back to you either through a barcode or a number or using the last four of your social anything whatever it might be it would be so simple to make sure that the ballot you handed in is marked in the way that you intended it to be. And afterwards, you can go back and you can go ahead and check it. Now, when you have these electronic voting systems, they are intentionally convoluted, very difficult to validate, because obviously they're not willing to give you the electronic information that would take up, what, a a 16-gigabyte thumb drive, maybe less? And they make it so difficult so that you can't validate the information that you need to make sure your election is secure. And that way they can go ahead and slide in whomever it is that they decide should have the position. And when it comes to somebody like you and your husband who put your own money, your own time, your own sweat equity into making sure that you did it right, they screw you. And then they won't tell you how afterwards. (laughs) Well, so not only can you not get these correct results out of these machines, and that's one of the things Lori and I have been talking about for a long time, is that we don't we and 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 it's the case with Mike Lindell in the in the Dominion is that you're not allowed to look on the inside of that machine to verify if this software is what they say it is, and it's a big problem. It is it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Verification. So, um, so Jen, you want to go uh, ahead, go ahead, Lori, go so ahead. You're the best host in the whole world. <laughs> thank you. Thank I, you. I don't know why I'm interrupting you, but I do want to say that we have a big, we're learning about these systems. So it's been kind of a learning journey. And when we, when we as citizens go to our County commissioners court in Texas, uh, every week we go to the lectern and we say what we say under penalty of perjury. The the county judge can say whatever he want with immunity, but the citizens that come up to the lectern are under penalty of perjury. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to your county commissioner's court in Texas and you step up to that lectern, you know, you're doing it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And, and when you see me and you see Jen, we're doing this to the best of our ability. We're regular folks. We are not political activists. 
Uh, I'm a mother of four children. I'm a real estate agent. I, I, you know, I was, you know, mostly, but now I've turned into a handmark paper ballot movement person, (laughs) which is weird. Um, But anyways, before that, I was a mother and mostly was a mother and did real estate for my family and my friends. And, um, and then in 2020, 2020 happened and it changed our life. And that's when I met Jen and Jen actually lives literally across the highway, very close to me. Um, she's a God friend, somebody the Lord sent me right when I needed her. And, um, I recommend if you're going to, if you're going to battle, if you're going to step in and the Lord's calling you to battle, um, make sure it's calling number one, make sure that you hear the Lord clearly and do not say no. And then find Ask the Lord to send you somebody like Jennifer. She's been there and somebody like Zach that reports it um, because I, I don't know what I would have done without Jen. I would have done nothing uh, if she didn't show right. up when she showed up. She was a friend. <laughs> We're battle buddies. Indeed, and she was a friend indeed. I'll tell you that. And so um, right now in Texas, most of the counties are running illegal elections. They're using illegal equipment. I have every expert to back that up. Uh, I'm not an electronic voting system expert, but I am in communication and work with with the top voting system experts in the nation. And everybody's in agreement that these electronic voting systems are not safe to use to conduct our elections unless they have a handmarkable paper ballot and other security features included uh, to use it. And even then, they're not safe to use the only thing that makes them safe would be that you're doing a post-election audit to verify mm-hmm. that results changing software hasn't been uploaded to the system. Well, yeah, and there's no so, way there's no way to tell that because you can't look at the software ahead of time. Yeah. You can't look well, at the software so, after. That's right, and so that's that's what we're um, that's what we're working on specifically right now. Uh, Dr. Andrew Pell from Princeton University wrote an article about texas in march of 2021 and so if you try to like travel back to march 2021 and think about where we all were then you know we just had been locked down for the first time in human history the entire globe was locked down and i guess that was you know less than a year prior to that and so when you try to just think where we were in March, we were still looking at the battleground states. We were still focusing on the battleground states and thinking that maybe something would have happened there. But they, Joe Biden could have gotten his 44,000 stolen ballots from Texas. Sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was all he won by. Yep. I yep. mean, it was such a small amount. If you were for a presidential race, what was it? 44,000 ballots mm-hmm. would be the difference in like a county race of one ballot. Yep. yep. You know, like if you're looking at a mayor and there was like one ballot between the two, 44,000 in a nation of 350 million mm-hmm. for the race to be between 40. I mean, I know that that's not the number of registered voters right. in the United States. But, well, but just, even, even looking at it proportionally, I mean, you're, you're totally right. You know, I, it, it just, to the point that these elections, when electronic, are not secure and can be manipulated, 
take a look at what's just been discovered in the Philippines. Uh, I mean, you know, one part of it is the actual election infrastructure, which we don't have any confidence in. And then another part of it is the people running it. Obviously, you know, we have a really difficult time hiring people in these positions that are 100 percent moral and ethical, although they like to pretend that they're above reproach. I think that what we've just seen in the Philippines and what we've seen in places here in the United States, it's quite obvious these people are not above reproach. They're human. They can be bought. And oftentimes their personal bias uh, and their uh, uh, their political leanings allow them to push things in one direction or another. We had uh, Brenda Snipes down here in Florida. I don't know if you guys are, look at that. What is this? I, for some reason, I am getting these thumbs up. I don't know. It's I don't know where it's coming from. I, I got the thumbs up uh, the other day. I had balloons. I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if it's like my computer doing it or if it's Zoom doing it. Uh, I think it's only happening in Zoom now that I'm thinking about it. But I don't know. Anyways, Brenda Snipes, she was uh, uh, she was totally unethical. She helped to steal a number. She helped George W. Bush get the election stolen back in 2000. And uh, and then uh, you guys have had your own issues with election administrators down there. So I understand that recently you've had a lot of turnover. Uh, what do you think that's about? So um, we have tried to, we're Christians, Jen and I are, we believe we're believers, and so we don't want to be accusers. Sure, right? of course. At least my mother-in-law. Well, and we also we don't, don't we also don't accuser. we don't want to be guilty of uh, defamation or slander either. Well, and that that is well, <laughs> yeah. but um, that we don't we don't want to be accusers. So we in Williamson County have tried to approach this from a position of uh, systematic failure, malfunction, instead of a position of fraud. Sure. And we have, that's been most until there's just no other direction except fraud. And, and people need to understand fraud can be like maliciously planned, premeditated fraud, Mm -hmm. but fraud can also be mistake. Yep. And fraud could be cover up and fraud could be cover your ass. And, um, and so fraud isn't just one sided. Like you think, oh, it's fraud. That means they intended to steal the election. They intended one candidate to win over another candidate. Fraud could also be like, well, the hash values don't match what the EAC put out. You know what? A mismatch is a match. Mm-hmm. If they don't match. We're just gonna we're gonna conduct the election anyways. For that's fraud. That can be fraud too. Uh, you know what? Ne- the the hashes never match. That can be that is fraud. And so fraud can be by intent or accident. And people need to understand that if we're talking about like the, that's a fraudulent election by accident or intent. So either way you look at it's it. It's very difficult to prove sure. this election malfeasance. Like, you know, we can't really we're not trying to blame the guy behind the curtain. I said this before that, oh, you know, this person did it or, or this company definitely pre-program these machines to do this, this, and this, because we can't look at the code. That's, those are the things that it's hard to prove. So what we have tried to do is look at our Texas election code and say, 
just the mere operation of these machines as they are with the errors that they have break Texas election code. The machines break the law when they operate because they are supposed to operate in a certain way. And if they have these errors, they're breaking the law. Mm -hmm. So if that's happening, that's, so that's the angle we're trying to come in with. Um, Same thing with the hatch. It's supposed to be, everybody, everybody, all the men that you see talking about election integrity, we love them uh, very much, but they're all focusing on manipulation Mm -hmm. and we're malfunctioning of the data malfunction and you can have manipulation and we pulled the we did the most comprehensive uh public information act request in the entire nation we got more records over twenty five thousand pages of our election records we got more records than anybody in the nation uh to understand how these systems work we got the phone bill we got the internet bill it's not connected to the internet but we got the internet bill mm-hmm. so we did the most comprehensive public information act requests in the nation and 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 we attracted the attention of the top voting system expert in the nation that's dr andrew appel and dr andrew appel looked at our comprehensive electronic voting system uh, public information act request and he confirmed that Texas election results are unknowable and unrecoverable. Mm-hmm. Unknowable and unrecoverable. Think about those two words. Unknowable. We should not be using systems in Texas that generate unknowable and unrecoverable election results. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's this saying uh, in criminal law that, you know, ignorance is no excuse, right? Uh, if you break the law... If you break the law, you've broken the law. If the elections as they're currently being run are outside of the law, if they are breaking Texas election code, then let's just figure out a way to make them compliant. Let's let's take away any accusations of specific malfeasance uh, and let's just say like, you know, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, right? There's a lot of hands in this uh, th- this uh, this bowl of dough, right? So, you know, anybody could have put the germs in there. Uh, we don't really know. But we can tell you that from the information you guys have gathered, like there is something wrong. Let's go ahead and fix it. So I want to bring it back to Ken Paxton, because I don't think we really finished the conversation about him. You know, so obviously his position, his position has now been solidified. The crimes they accused him of, he was shown to have not committed. So now he's going after the people, hopefully, <clears throat> who have accused him of these things. Uh, they have uh, uh, they broke the law because they released his private information maliciously. I think there's a good chance that uh, they could make a case that these people actually did break the law. So hopefully something happens. But now, because Pet Ken Paxton is in a stronger position, uh, have you considered? opening that door again and perhaps trying to see if he would be willing to revisit this issue, knowing that he's got less to lose. Well, while Ken Paxton was facing the, um, the circus that he was facing, uh, the office of the attorney general kept uh, investigating the situation. So there is an active open investigation at the office, the attorney general's office. And we have hoped that Kim Paxton, actually Kim Paxton showed up for the people in a time that we needed a representative to show up for the people. Kim Paxton showed up. He was the only force, like the last force, 
when we needed him to rule that the people had the right to see the data, that the people had the right to see the election records, Kim Paxson's offense ruled that we had a right to see it. Mm -hmm. And Williamson County sued Kim Paxton. He said, hey, the people deserve the right to see those records. Give it to them. And then Williamson County sued Paxton to keep them hidden. And he had to go through all this impeachment. How can anybody attack anything if they're being impeached? Mm -hmm. If you're having to worry about the federal government coming after you from every angle and creating conspiracy theories and creating crimes and looking at anybody, you know, nobody knows every code in the whole world. Um, if you've got the federal government after you and investigating for you, everybody is going to come into crime at some time. Mm-hmm. If you've got watching you right uh, all the time, we're all criminals, right? If you've got somebody watching you all the time, there's no way that the general public knows what the law is and what it's not and all that kind of thing. So anyways, uh, Ken Paxton ruled he was the only elected official in Texas that was standing for the rule of law that said, you know what, you got to give them that records. And our county sued him. And Clay Watkins, he works for the Office of the Attorney General. He came out swinging with a motion for summary judgment. I recommend anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about to go look at that motion for summary judgment because it's one of the most special motions for summary judgments that we could have. And um, if you're interested in getting involved right now on the handmark paper ballot movement, you can contact us at howdy at tallytexas.org or at Loriana Farm on Twitter, or you can send a message uh, to Jen. She's on t- Twitter. She's uh, at JenXO. So one of the things they did is they tied Ken Paxton's hands so that he was not able to process prosecute these cases mm-hmm. um it has to go through a process and one of the things that we did in williamson um because we had dug into so many of these records we had um some information that our election administrator actually perjured himself in a district court over the matter of the 2020 um election so we filed a criminal complaint with the sheriff's department and we went in there and when you talk about this stuff to people, they don't really know what you're talking about. So he was trying, the the detective was awesome. So he said, well, I have to push this up the ladder. I'm going to make this report and I'm going to push it up. So, but it goes to the secretary of state and then they have to make a recommendation over to the attorney general's office. But basically they're going to be investigating themselves Mm -hmm. because they are so intertwined with all of the election stuff they are the ones who are in charge of securing elections and so here we are with this criminal complaint saying our elections aren't secure there so it's it's a conundrum because they don't really want to do that sure we did inform clay that we had done that we ended up getting our records um the travis county judge initially ruled in williamson county's favor and so that we couldn't get our records and then the ag's office appealed it and they didn't fight it. So then we oh, ended up. Hold on. hold on. No, what Ginger said, that's not what happened. So oh, I thought- no, 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 no. So I don't know if this was happening before 2020 or not, but we have the Texas legislature will make a law for laws that we already had. And so laws that were already on the books, standards that were already expected, 
Um, if they were broken in 2020 or since then, or somebody caught them broken, but since then, they make a law for it. And But we already had a law that said they couldn't do it. And so while we were fighting this law, which they were always, my husband got his record 16 months after his election. He got sanctioned $20,000. The district judge said, you poke the bear and the bear is biting back. I'm going to sanction you $20,000. And if you try to appeal this, I'm going to sanction you more. This is what the judge said. Didn't give us any records to be able to present a case. To be able to justice to be served, you know, you got to have election records to be able to present your case. We did have an affidavit from a voter that knew that it's a possibility that he got the wrong ballot. In Texas, the voting system must prevent a voter from voting for candidates and measures intended for them. It must prevent it. It's got to prevent you from getting the wrong ballot. Mm -hmm. Well, our systems, most counties are using systems that do not prevent a voter from getting the wrong ballot. And if you're like me and you're like, well, how many voters are getting the wrong ballot? There's no way to know. There's no way to know how many voters are getting the correct ballot. And there's no way to know how many voters are getting the wrong ballot. If you take the voter out of a restricted voting precinct. And that's the situation for 89 counties out of 254 in Texas for many counties across the nation. So if you're like, well, that's in Texas, most likely if it's happening in Texas with 254 counties, it's happening in your state. I can give you a scenario that's happening here that you can relate to in your county. Call me, email me. We're seeing the same stuff all across the nation. We're seeing the same tactics, you know, call you an alcoholic, call you crazy to discredit you. It's the same tactics by the Republican Party across the nation. We're in contact with all 50 states. We're hearing stories from all 50 states. We're hearing stories from at least 50 of the top counties in Texas. And we're all sharing information. We're all pulling resources together. And we are the hand-marked paper ballot movement of the nation. And we are going to restore our constitutional form of government. Well, twenty a $20,000 sanction just for asking for information pedophiles pedophiles are not pedophiles we're challenging the election we're We're challenging challenging the voting system yep not the election ryan did not my husband did not run for power position we are farm we love being with cows we're 4-h we're agriculture we're regular folks we're not into politics we don't want to get into politics my husband ran for his state and for his country because he's a sixth generation Texan, because he understands the threats that we face. He is an introvert and he ran for office and he won. Now, the election results are unknowable and unrecoverable, but we are just now, after 16 months, getting the records. Uh, our county did sue Attorney General Ken Paxton to hide our election records from the March 22 primary that's going on Uh, child predators, uh, robbers, nobody is sanctioned $20,000. My husband is the best man in Texas that I know that I've ever met. He's the best man I've ever met in my 45 years of life. My husband, the best Texan I have ever met and the state just sanctioned him $20,000 for trying to restore a broken voting system. See, that's just so obviously a warning 
for anybody that might think to question what's happening behind the scenes. Like, it's just blatant. I, I, I mean, has and so, no, I mean, I know that you've said that, like, I'm the only one reporting on this, but I mean... It, you did, are. Did, nobody, you are. No, everybody's worried about being sued by ESNS, and I'll oh tell you what, ESNS is a crap product. It's crap. If your county's using ESNS, they've literally spent millions of dollars on a pile of dung. You could go out and scoop up your dog's poop and stick it on a piece of paper, and that would be a better... <laughs> Voting system that ESNS provides. ESNS is a traitor. They're traitors. They're treasonous. They've overthrown our constitutional form of government. ESNS might as well be associated with Satan himself. <laughs> they might I'm be. telling you what, if your county has ESNS, you better you better fucking sound the alarms. Excuse my language. Because ESNS the ESNS produces the most crap product, malfunctions. We have evidence, election records, thousands of lines that say ESNS's products malfunction. They glitch. The screens bust down. The, the curbside voting goes down. The ballot marking device screen glitches. It flips voters right before their eyes. Their selections are flipped right before their eyes. Guess what? It deselects their foot. ESNS, if you have ESNS in your county, you better call your county right now and tell them that you want that system out and that you do not consent to your tax dollars purchasing ESNS. You couldn't get a worse voting system manufacturer than ESNS. ESNS should be banned from the United States of America. So, so what are you actually learning from the election results that you were finally given? What, what information have you been able to glean from it? have proved that all of our election results for the last 10 years at least are unknowable and unrecoverable for the entire state of Texas. I mean, that's that's a big thing. (laughs) It's huge, obviously. Jen, what were you going to say? I'm just listening. Okay. Just listening to the rant. Okay. Okay. All right. I was going to say that it's imperative for citizens to understand the voting system too. When we talk to people, like I said, their eyes glaze over, but it, it's, if you dig down into it and you start getting these mm-hmm. records and start looking for yourself, you can really see that okay. what's going on and be able to talk to people at your County commissioner's court about it because they don't know either. No. People are very ignorant on the subject of electronic voting systems. That. That's the whole problem that we have here. Nobody knows. 95% and we have interacted. I would say that we have close to over 75,000 voters in Texas we have interacted with in the last three years. I'm talking about personally meeting them, talking to them. 95% have zero idea about their election system, how it works, how to audit it, how to understand it. Nobody knows. But if they do know the Chapter 65 method, Texas has a paper ballot voting system that voters can understand. And when we start talking about that, voters are engaged, they're interested, and they want to get involved. And so these machines, they're on their way out. They are on the wrong side of history. The voters of Texas have spoken, and they want a hand-marked paper ballot and a voting precinct, and they want security measures to make sure that our systems are not vulnerable to international, national, and state electronic hacking. Mm -hmm. And that's the system. That's the system of the past. 
the system of the future will be a hammer paper ballot, maybe with some cool security features like rare earth minerals and you know <laughs> and that kind of stuff. It's gonna have super cool stuff. But the electronics, they're they're in the past. We're gonna be like we're gonna be like laughing. Like, why did we ever use those to conduct elections? Got it. I hope so. <laughs> Um, so we've got somebody that popped into the room named Ministry Letter of Truth. Is that one of your, it's one of your compatriots? Okay. All right. From Dallas County and Dallas County's on fire. Dallas County is one of the top, um, but it, they are one of the largest counties in the entire state and oh. they are moving towards handmark paper ballots. That's and, great. Uh, Serena, Serena is one of the top warriors over there and i think that you're gonna love her uh serena are you there hi yes welcome serena thank you for being here tonight great well i just got on so sorry i just got out of a 9-11 truther dinner so oh, cool anyway that's awesome <laughs> all right so so you so serena your, your name on screen is the ministry of truth summer film fest do you want to tell us a little bit about that Yes, on Sunday nights throughout the summer, it's 13 Sundays this last summer, we show documentaries and have special guests and had some great films and great audiences and rent a theater and um, really, you know, it's, it's, anyway, it's been a great thing as our second summer and I certainly thought after last summer we wouldn't need to be doing a, a return season but we really haven't gotten any farther ahead so have, anyway have, but we have woken up a lot of people have you guys had an opportunity to watch that hbo documentary about uh the um uh the insecurity of electronic voting machines that came out several years ago and then after uh 2020 happened they pulled it do you know what i'm talking about um, let's see. I wonder if it's the, uh, was it the one Patrick Burns was involved with? Uh, no, 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 no. This was, this predates, uh, Patrick Burns and his efforts. Hold on. I actually had downloaded. I'll tell you, one of the best, and I can go to that site real quick, but one of the best ones, and we, we watched lots of documentaries was, um, the, really, I think it was the original one, the woman that started black box voting, Beverly something out of, California, and I think that's the name of the documentary, and it was done maybe in 2005, but I'm telling you, it's just as uh, relevant today as it was back then. It's just stunning. Uh, Thank you very much to Dusker Who from, no, wait, who is that? Curious Cat, sorry. Mark, Curious Cat over there on Ko-Fi for dropping a donation. Appreciate that. Hold on. Let me actually tell you what this is. It, it's somewhere on my computer. I don't know where at the moment. So HBO documentary about um, election yeah. fraud. It might have been black box voting. It might be. Um, it, it was very well done. Oh, oh, and it it's just, called Kill Chain. Kill Chain. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. So, we yeah. Did that one, we did that one, I think, last summer. So. Yeah. So that came out and, in 2020, um, and it was kind of a... Uh, oh, 2020. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind oh, of a... But, but there uh, there is one from 2005, and I'm pretty sure that that's the, the one, the, the black box funny. I've seen that, yeah. too. But this Kill Chain one was pretty interesting because it came out before the 2020 election. It talked about how the electronic voting machines could be hacked, and it gave all kinds 
kinds of evidence, and it, it talked about all of the various uh, products that we have available and that are, are in use in all of our 50 states. And then as soon yeah. as the election happened and we all said, hey, <laughs> this was likely fraud, uh, they immediately pulled it and they completely suppressed it. They, they took it off of their website. They hid all of the marketing for it and they didn't want people to see it yeah. because it backed up yeah. what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's really something where we are today. Yeah. But this just can't go on. Yeah. I, I just I just I, it's something's going to have to give. It just cannot go on the way it, it is. So Lori was Lori was saying that that through the work that you and others are doing in Dallas County, you're moving towards uh, getting rid of the electronic machines and going to paper ballots. What can you tell us about uh, the efforts that you guys are making? Well, I can tell you that we have a lot of support. And Texas has in their election code, it's 123.001, easy to remember, that the primaries, the political uh, party primaries, are deter- the voting system is determined by the executive committee, which are the precinct chairs. And those are the... The, the closest to the people that you'll ever get is the guy in your neighborhood that represents you. So, um, and I think we have an overwhelming support from the, um, the precinct chairs and trying to work it through a resolution committee. But this really is part of the law and shouldn't have to go through the resolution committee. And, um, so that's what we're going to do. And I think we're going to be successful and we pushed and pushed to have a meeting. We're going to have it on Monday the 23rd, which is the first night of early voting in Dallas. So we hope we'll still get people that can get there to the meeting in time to vote. And, um, I, you know, the thing, it's just sort of stunning. Texas has a wonderful Chapter 65 hand count code, which lays it all out exactly how you hand count. And you do it in, with three uh tally sheets that three people all have to reconcile on it and um the the state pays for election day cost and the county pays for early voting and you know there's just really if if we cannot get this done in dallas county we have no one to blame but ourselves so that's kind of in you know just to continue with the um machines and, and voting the same old same old is just absolute insanity. So we think that we will be able to get it and do the primary, and we think we'll get teed up for the uh, November general because there are a lot of Democrats. Another group is really working them in. They won't be doing that for the primaries, but we we think that we can show how this can be done and um, will be done, and we think we can move it move the ball forward for the general. We just need to. So anyway. So that's kind of where we are. So and there in, in, in Texas with uh, your efforts to go to paper ballots, uh, do you see this as, as just a conservative-driven issue? Is it a Republican issue, or are you getting support in a bipartisan manner? Because, you know, it, it used to be Democrats that were worried about the elections being stolen. Exactly. Yeah, with these voting but, machines. Yeah. And tell you the truth, I've just been so focused on the nuts and bolts of getting this through because you do it by your party. Mm-hmm. And so I've been focused on that. But there are people within you know, my group that are working with the Democrats and they are equal. They're as hot under the collar as we are. Okay. And um, there's another woman that's doing a countywide petition drive because the 
fall will be the commissioner's court that makes the decision. It's just that the spring, it, it's just the political party, and we feel like we can control that through the Republican Party. Right. I don't know that we really, we don't really have the support of the leadership, but that's okay. We, we, she only has one vote. So, um, you know, so that's well, where we are. Hold on, Zach. I want the, she's downplaying the importance of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So Gillespie County in Texas, Texas, most states have like six or 12 counties. You know, that's like a small state. Texas has 254. So, you know, when you're thinking about Texas and you're thinking about what we're going through here, we most likely are going through it something similar to what you're going through. But in in Gillespie County, Texas, the Republican Party chairs overrode the county chairman of the party in two thirds of those precinct chairs. Anybody that's listening to this call can become a precinct chair. If they are registered to vote, they can be a precinct chair. What does that mean? Don't let anybody scare you out of it. Right. Go do it. You become one of those people that can vote and override the chairman, which these chairmen have been installed for many years as we've enjoyed our life and trusted that the system was doing what the system's supposed to do. Um, these people have been put in place. But if you get enough and go join your Republican Party, that's all, your only choice right now. Yeah. yeah. Go join your Republican Party. You're going to find patri- patriots that want handmarked paper ballots. That's how you know if they're your people. If they want hand-marked paper ballots, they're your people. I don't care what party that they're in. But Gillespie County, the Republican Party of Texas in Gillespie County, has voted for the upcoming March 24 primary that they will be conducting the entire election on hand-marked paper ballots in a voting precinct and using the Texas paper ballot voting system. This is huge. And Dallas, if Dallas is working towards that, there is a huge chance that Dallas has enough votes right now for the upcoming primary to do a paper ballot voting system election. And we've all been fear mongered out of, out of the paper method and, and forced like, Oh, it's going to be death. If you use paper ballots, you will be personally liable. It will be the end of your life. If you use them. It I mean, there's like a, there's a lot of propaganda it, 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 out there that it can't be done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be fear Like there's literally attorneys making their way around the counties in the state saying, if you use paper ballots, you'll be personally liable. You know, and this is the establishment. Any system that is benefiting from the current whatever is going to want to protect that. Any institution, any private group that raises billions of dollars off the backs of the people is going to want to protect their money cow. And so they're going to go out and fear monger and say, we did not bring in the electronic voting because we couldn't count the ballots in time. That was never a problem. No. We didn't bring these systems in. The reason these machines came in were for the absolute extreme, decrepit, disabled folks that could not fill in, take a pencil with their hand and fill in a bubble. Well, and, Right? And the, the- I mean, like, the great irony, Lori, is that even with these electronic voting machines, they're now talking about days and, and, and weeks to be able mm. to properly count the votes. That doesn't make any right. sense if That's they're right. if they're counting these votes in electronically. Yeah. Uh, you know, like instantaneously, yes. we should have an instantaneous result. If this is happening legitimately, there should be no unofficial election results. It should all be official. 
and immediate and whatever that night produces is what that night. But we in Williamson County, which is one of the largest counties in the state, we're one of the top 15 largest counties. Now, just to give your listeners and you have the most informed listener base that I have met, to give your listeners an idea in Texas, out of the 254 counties, nine of them are a million and over. That's it. Only nine out of the 254 have a million in population. 27 out of 254 counties have over 100,000 people in population. Every other county out of the 254, 200 plus counties have less than 100,000 people in those counties in Texas. So for them to fear monger us and say, we can't count in one night or we can't count all this stuff is all because the system benefits them and injures, hurts. It defrauds the people of Texas of a constitutional form of government. That's the system right now in the majority of counties in Texas, defrauding the people of Texas of a constitutional form of government. No doubt about it. One hundred percent. Absolutely. And uh, Laurie, listen, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. When we come back, we're going to open the phone line so people can call in. The information is on screen. I've shared it in uh, the chats. So if you have questions uh, about election integrity or their efforts and uh, to get paper ballots back into the hands of voters, please give us a, a, a call and ask your questions. Also, Coyote Patriot says, Zach, I always try to find the source of the problem regarding voting machines. It seems it all started with the Help America Vote Act of 2002. They slipped it in after 9-11. Can the act be challenged and removed? Uh, yes, I agree with you. HAVA is a big problem. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to have people in Congress uh, with the will to adjust it or remove it or fix the election system. And uh, so far, nobody seems to really want to do that. I want to get your thoughts on that when we come back on the other side of the break. We'll be right back in a moment. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 
636-2008. Invest with MyDigitalMoney.com today, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you very much, everyone, for sticking around. If you wouldn't mind, please hit that like button. We've got only 177 likes and 1,420 people hanging out over here on Pilled.net, my friends in the foxhole. Sean Joe, thank you very much for that cookie. Fork Mando says, ah, cookie for Jen. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Duppy, good to see you, buddy. Rana Delecto must go. Yes, Rana Romney should be going the way of her father. Shonjo, thank you for the cookie. And Nikaze808, thank you very much for the shades. TZ Burton says, King County, Washington, August primary has just been called into question after Julie Weiss, a Democrat election commissioner, swapped the server for the tab. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. ...without telling the RNC. Oh, and the cameras were Epstein. Uh, also, TZ Burton says, source Glenn Morgan from We the Governed. And then also, I need to say thank you to DTech. I missed it a little bit earlier in the show, but says, for the cause. Thumbs up. Thank you very, very much. Okay, ladies, before we bring in that very first caller, Freya and the boys is in the lobby. Do you have any thoughts on the Help America Vote Act? And if not, it's okay. You just say say no or nod your head or anything like that. No. Okay. All right. Well, we've also got uh, Diane who has joined us. Uh, Diane, thank you very much for being here. Do you have anything that you'd like to add uh, from the things we've been talking about uh, in the first hour of the show before we bring in the first caller? I think um, Serena has done a fantastic job of um, talking about what we're doing in Dallas. Uh, we're fi- working really, really hard. We've been... There's a big group of us that are putting a lot of man hours in, and we're looking at it from every angle from we've really dissected and gotten all of our um, ducks in a row, looking at the precincts, how do we make this happen, looking at it from a financial standpoint, and just trying to be able to present um, the information to the precinct chair so um, they're able to make the right decision and help them to understand. We've had to educate them. They haven't realized the power that they have and really the responsibility. Um, and it is up to them. They've never really been faced with this before. Um, so we would just really hope that they um, get on board and understand that this is really critical, not only for Dallas County, for Texas, but for the nation. Because if we lose Texas, mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. yeah. And um, people don't realize we're only 600,000 votes from that happening we're very very close well it can happen in one election is, is there any anxiety about that really being uh possible now that the biden uh border problem has been raging for nearly three years i mean we're talking about millions of undocumented people coming through and uh, i think that the dream of the uh of, of we'll say the deep state because it's not even just the democrats but the deep state itself uh allowing this mass of people coming in here and then giving them the ability to cast a ballot and then completely upsetting the apple cart no the only thing that's really kind of saved texas so far has been the rural counties because all the big cities in texas have all gone blue in the last I don't know how many years, but Dallas, we don't have one countywide Republican uh, representative. And I know that that does not represent our, uh, you know, our well, population. In, in so, 2004, Dallas County was Republican. Um, but once we lost um, Dallas County, we've never been able to get it back. And so... Um, I have worked central count and if anyone has any questions about how the elections are run or the really looking behind the curtain of how things are done, you need to be down at central count on, uh, the night of election returns 
and because that is the biggest education and eye-opener that you will ever experience. And there comes a point when you realize, um, you know, we submit affidavit after affidavit. Um, and unless you're able to address um, a um, possible infraction or if there's a chain of custody issue with thumb drives, unless it is... Uh, uh, address right there in that moment that opportunity is gone because the legal it can never go through the legal systems it will never get through Dallas County uh, Court and and, you know once you're past the election you rely you have to kind of rely on the candidates to be willing to file um, a suit and the majority of them will not and so we're in a situation where we're helpless, and our only option is to go to paper ballots. That is our only option. I agree. All right. So, um, wait, Lori left. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me just realize that, uh, and I just brought her back in. Okay, so we've got two people on the line. Freya and the boys was going to be the first caller, but he hung up. So, uh, oh, you're back. Okay, you're the 612. I'll bring you in first. All right, and then let me just say thank you to EC was here who says, Red Pill 78 long timers. if you're going to guard three, show your colors by wearing a Hawaiian shirt on Friday, January 12th. Yes, if everybody who shows up at uh, guard three is wearing a Hawaiian shirt, we'll take a picture together and I'll put it out on all of the socials. Okay, we'll go ahead and bring in Freya and the boys. All right, Lori, welcome back. Uh, Freya and the boys, you're on the air. Go ahead and mute your stream in the background, and let's get your question. Freya, Freya, Freya and the boys. Yeah, mute, mute the stream, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. You know, this whole Zoom thing is new to me, so I tried. Right? You're doing good so far. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, come on. <laughs> you know, uh, one of my comments was to you, Zach, personally. We need to make uh, an, uh, a video of how to do shit to get in contact with Badlands and Zach and everything else. <laughs> it's okay. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put together a, help, uh, a tutorial. Help older people that are over 50. Okay? I'll do a tutorial on my phone and on the computer. No problem. Well, it, you know, we need to advertise those postings so we can all catch up with technology. I get All those old fogies. <laughs> ladies, ladies, it's so fresh, refreshing to hear from you guys. I, I really appreciate it. I've had a lot of bad experiences in my voting district. I'm from northern Minnesota, way northern Minnesota, about 45 minutes from the border of Canada. And uh, the last, last time when we had a, a vote on the primary, I voted for my local candidate. And I voted against the incumbent. And then come come a presidential election, I voted again. And then all of a sudden, there was a 1-800 number and go and check out your vote, vote counted. And I went, and I, I went and checked my vote. And uh, it turned out my primary vote didn't count, but my uh, presidential election vote counted. Hmm. And I went way out of my way. I'm I'm retired, so I, I vote in person every time I can. And my my other thing was when I did vote at the twenty twenty election, I went in, I'm waiting in line and these these young girls, 
coming up, and they have like four or five ballots in each of their hands. And the guy that's running the the room is telling them, "No, we can't. We can't do that now. We can't do that now. We can't do that now." I have pictures of the girls. And they're trying to cheat. Now I don't know for sure, but uh, from the research I've done, they they were from old folks' homes. We're familiar with what I'm talking about. And uh, what are we doing to make that not happen on the next election? You know what I mean? Well, I think citizen vigilance is one of the key things here. But also, if you have something that happens to you, like you find out that it's with I took pictures of her. You need to file an affidavit. I have her holding in front of the, the election official, holding five different ballots in her hand. And he's shaking his head because he's he's embarrassed. He's looking up and there's big line, you know, and we're all like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Excuse my French. What the hell is going on? I'm sorry. File, I interrupted. Go ahead. An affidavit is a legal um, statement that you are making under penalty of perjury that that you attest to these things. And that carries a lot of weight. So if. You know, it's it's incumbent upon the citizens to be vigilant about these things. And now, with all the shit show that the last three years has been, I think a lot more people are vigilant, and that's why there's this huge movement going on because everybody is like, "Man, we didn't vote for this guy." And so, I what have never do- called or I've never checked my vote online before the last election, and I would have never known that. I would have Most never known don't. that that vote didn't count. And I was, I waited in two, for two and a half hours. You know, I was there by 10 o'clock in the, in the morning on a, whatever the day was, it was like a Tuesday or Thursday or something. And uh, when I found out that, that my voting had counted, I was pissed. I'm a veteran. I served my country for 20 freaking years, three tours in Iraq. And, Everybody, uh, I, can't, I can't primary somebody out of my district. It we, just think, gets me hot. we think the cheating happens in the primary, you know, initially because then that's how yeah. they slot these people Ooh. in. Because then a regular Joe can't get even on that ballot yeah. in November. So if you want to, if you want to vote down party line, you're left with just the schmoes that have yeah. been screwing us the whole time to begin with. Make a legal record of it, and that holds weight. If if everybody was doing that, and you have this, you have this mass body of information, all these affidavits, and then you get your records and you're proving data and you're proving all the other malfeasance and all the other errors, it holds more weight. So, so Jen, the worst part about it is the county recorder is my neighbor. I didn't know that at the time, but I found it afterwards. <laughs> Make a personal visit. But Jen, how does somebody go about doing that? Because we hear people saying that file an affidavit. Where do you, where do you go? How do you do that? Well, if you're at the, you know, an election judge can can do that and do it right away. Do it right away when you when you find out. Okay, so like, not, you're you're in a you're in the precinct. You're voting. You just saw something that looks I have, a little I bit. I have out. since got to know my sheriff's department. Okay, and uh, my sheriff's department is on there. I'm so impressed. I've lived in a lot of different places, and the sheriff's department here is uh, spot on. And I think that's where we should start. No, I haven't started, 
but uh, I, I am, I plan on it. I, you know, you have to feel it out because in a small community like I live, there might be some recourse, you know? Over. Okay, so people can just go, like, ask to see an election judge while you're in the precinct and you're voting? Is that how? Is that where it would be? Jen? I don't know. See, the average guy doesn't even know. No, you're so well, yes. Who's in there when you vote? If see, you go in there and you start asking questions, y'all climb up and start acting like you're some kind of a cult member. Well... <laughs> For lack of a better word. Um, so, so you know, one thing that I've I've noticed is that this is a subject that oftentimes stirs a lot of emotion in people, right? I mean, it's a big deal. We're very passionate about it. It should be a big deal. Well, no, it, it is. It's the biggest deal. <laughs> I, I, believe me, I, I'm on your page. I'm on the same page. All I'm saying is uh, when we go in and we approach someone about this, uh, you know, uh, Perhaps we need to be as sickly sweet and saccharine as we can possibly be so that we can get past those initial defenses. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how. Oh, believe me, I am. You are? Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not there at the time. You know, I haven't seen it. So, but, um, but no, you're, I think you're right. I I'm mean, being a little sarcastic. <laughs> I think these people are uh, they're, they're they're waiting for us to come in and act unhinged or they're waiting for the opportunity to accuse us of acting unhinged in some fashion because we are passionate about it because we see something. We're like, hey, why isn't somebody effing doing something about this? Yeah, well, I don't want to steer the conversation away from your guests. Okay. But, oh, I have one more comment go back ahead. before I go. You know, you know I always do. <laughs> That that uh, logo they have the 2023 logo with the pyramid in the middle, the Ministry of Truth. You might yes. want to rethink. Yeah, you might want to rethink that logo. Well, it's the first glance I'm going. Oh my God, we got the Illuminati here. Have uh, have ha, I mean you've seen 1984, haven't you? <laughs> I mean it's it's from 1984. The uh, it's the idea of Big Brother always watching you. So I, I think it's. I know, uh, but yeah. I'm old, and no, nobody else has seen it besides me. Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, I, I would I would hope that somebody would see this logo, maybe get uh, a little bit worked up and go search for it and then find exactly what they're actually talking about. That's, that's yeah. what happened to me. But yeah. I, I'm like, I'm an anomaly and uh, I can't. <laughs> well, you know, I had some guests earlier today that were uh, out of nowhere. Some guy that contracted did some work for me came back. He asked me, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to stop in. He stopped in. And he had nothing but questions about what's going on. Good. And I loved it. Glad to hear I it. I loved it. Glad to hear it, buddy. I know. All right, brother. People well, are awake. Man. I, I think that I think we've kind hey, of crossed. God, God bless you, Zach, and God, God bless, bless you your guests. All right. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you so much for, for putting out too. the word, ladies. Thank you, brother. We'll yeah. see you soon. Keep up the good Thank you so much. Peace. All right. We've got our next. Go- Lori, she dropped out Lori's again. Lori's in the waiting room again. <laughs> I need to send Lori a, a tutorial as well. All right, so I just uh, I let her back in. She should be back in. There she is. All right, we'll wait for Lori to connect. Lori, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can y'all hear me? I apologize about that. <laughs> it's no problem. It's no problem. You're back. We've got you. Let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. Something tells me this is KC. KC, is that you? 
It is. How are we tonight? Happy Friday the 13th to your lovely ladies. That's right. Friday the 13th. Yes. And we, we escaped unscathed. There, were, there was no Friday night jihad all across America. So glad to see it. Happy day. Casey, go ahead. Well, with actually, question. it may happen tomorrow. No. Yeah. It may actually happen tomorrow with yeah. the, uh, the solar eclipse. Yes. Uh, yes. Timing in the stars could be, it could be a day late. I mean, look at the massacre and it's about messaging and marketing yep the last weekend you know it was the day after yom kippur celebration so if they come in the next day uh you know uh, don't be surprised they just stay out of public areas and tall buildings yeah uh, I, just I to tend be to safe agree. but uh, tend to agree all right and, and one thing i, I, Go I ahead, just buddy. want to impart onto the the audience like i say it's about messaging with the elections but it's also about marketing. And I think that whole massacre in uh, Israel should be now marketed as uh, Hamas cost. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we never forget. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I like that. I know. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you're you're going to, you're going to like some of my ideas, ladies, because first of all, I don't think any of this is going to be pushed onto the public without consensus from Democrats and Republicans. We, we know most of the Republicans lie. Okay. Uh, so the only way we're really going to get anything pushed across to help the elections is by having a landslide. So hopefully we can offer a landslide. That, as I've taught Zach, I've worked the elections. I kind of know the insides and outsides. But I've been thinking about this a long time, and it's going to be a question for all of you, uh, but I also have a comment before it. My question is going to be, what do you think is the optimal, best-run elections? I know we hear stuff from, you know, France, that they can do paper ballots and have the same results overnight. My theory is, obviously, without consensus, you're not going to be able to get the better or best election system without giving up some of your rights in the sense of security. And I say that because of what they do in India in the sense that they record everybody's fingerprints, their uh, retinal uh, images, their DNA. So you are who you are and the government knows it. Uh, some of the other countries have gone with, you know, ink on the finger or thumb, you know, to prove your vote. But, I'm going to say with all that information you're handing over, all right, and you're already handed over with Google and, you know, everything else that's intrusive that you, you hit the submit. So the younger generations have already given it up. So in that sense of tracing, one, you would eliminate any illegals who shouldn't vote from uh, voting into the elections that, you know, could skew the results. Also, it's just, I think, with the, the, the actual paper ballots, uh, like I said, I don't know exactly how France does them, but, you know, to avoid duplicate ballots, to avoid anything over other than paper, all I can see is you're writing in the candidate and then putting it in a piece of paper, and you can only come out with one piece of paper. I don't know that they necessarily convolute the election process, which is we are voting for ballot initiatives, you're voting for judges and, and, and university probates. It, it makes the voting ballot so big 
and so readily available for error. I, I just go back to the Georgia Senate election uh, on the, like the 5th of January. The adjudication rates were sky high, and the vote, voters in Georgia, they only had four options. They only had four senators. Why did they have a higher adjudication rate when you only had four options? You vote for two senators or you vote for one, whatever. Why were the adjudication rates so high? There had to be some monkeying around. But like I say, without, you know, consensus and the evidence brought out, how do you get everybody to go in on the best balloting system? And I'll let the ladies Tell me what their best balloting system involves. Well, one of the things that helps to stop fraud traditionally in elections is keeping them small. So in your precinct, because then you only have a few thousand ballots and it's a lot easier to catch. So that's if if we have to have something, we have to have that that central count model that they do with this electronic voting where they take all the precincts and they dump it in. It's got to go because then it's easier for them to dump everybody into the same bucket and dump people that aren't supposed to be in the bucket all in there. And then to filter it back out, it's really difficult. So I I want to jump in and say how important what Jen just said and reiterate the importance because I don't know what y'all were talking about because my internet issues where I'm at, but What Jen just said is probably the most important part of an election system that we could have. And I think that bad actors know that. Of course, they know that because we're 20 years in and they were probably more than 20 years in. Um, But with these electronic voting systems, what these machines did is like slowly they automated the process. So we outsourced the people outsourced out the process and it disenfranchised. If you look at party participation on the Republican and the Democrat side, you're supposed to, let's say a county has 94 voting precinct. Most counties have less than 20. Most counties in the United States have less than 20 voting precincts. Somebody could come and prove me wrong on that. But those voting precincts are the most important unit of our entire voting system. And my phone died. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So. I'm going to jump in if I could. Go just ahead. Have a second. Please. Say, which, which he hasn't said. And one thing that I think has saved Texas is, you know, we did have an attorney general when he could uh, pursue voter fraud. He stopped the drop boxes in texas and we have a saying that if you can make it to walmart you can make it to the polling location and we need to pull back we don't have universal mail-in ballots that is such a bad idea and fortunately but it, it's coming it's coming everywhere and in that we, you really have to watch the mail-ins that's and there needs to be a reason why you're voting absentee and, and it used to be that way, but now, you know, it's just an automatic, just get an absentee ballot. And we also have a lot of problems with phantom voters in Dallas and those are well-documented and those are injected into the system. So anyway, that was just when he mentioned security, that's, that's another big issue. So. 
Can I also mention real quick, just in the sense of uh, the federal elections, because they are so important, um, and this is probably not going to happen without a convention of states, is, you know, repealing the 17th Amendment and getting the state legislatures to uh, elect the senators, because I think it's a real choice in the sense of that's what the people want. But uh, you're not going to get uh, that without conventions of states where you could put in term limits as well, because I don't think there's ever going to be a, a, a politician that wants to cut his nose off despite his face in that respect. But uh, also, I want to talk real quick to you. Uh, I think it was Jen's point about signing an affidavit. Uh, we haven't in this country held political crimes accountable in the sense of, you know, Julie Swetnick signed an affidavit and her lawyer, Avenatti, suborned perjury by having it admitted to the court in the Kavanaugh case. She hasn't been prosecuted. Uh, we had a bunch in Michigan, a bunch of affidavits that meant nothing because people can file false affidavits and never be charged with perjury. So I think whether it's Fannie Willis and the whole Georgia thing, you know, until those people are really slammed like the January 6th prisoners, I don't think we're ever going to get justice in the sense of political shenanigans. I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, unless we have people who are willing to hold these guys accountable, then uh, it's just not going to happen. Diane, did you have any thoughts on um, Casey's question about the perfect election system? And you're on mute. Okay, I'm here. You know, I, you know, like Jen was saying earlier, I think that it's, um, it's like conducting very small um, elections uh, when you is is really important in paper ballots is the only option we cannot we have no control with um, with the machines and, <clears throat> and there is no perfect there's it's impossible because we don't live in a perfect world but the closest we're going to get is going to be paper ballots. It's the only way for us to be able to actually audit um, the elections and know what happened. We cannot audit them in our current situation. Um, and I'll just, you know, mention this, that somebody said phantom voting. Well, in the primary of 2020 in Dallas County, uh, we had just over 80,000 Phantom votes. And everybody's like, wow, where did those come from? That's so odd. And, you know, <laughs> just a head scratcher. Well, <clears throat> I really like to <clears throat> go into deep dives of, analy- um, of analyzing the numbers after the elections and, um, you know, follow it very closely. But here's something that's kind of interesting. When in the 2016 primary, um, Trump for the Republicans, he turnout was 52%. Okay, so it was above the Democrat turnout. I think it was like 72, I can't remember how many thousand. But anyway, we then we get to four years later, primary. He does um, better across the entire country, more votes. But what's interesting is <clears throat> Biden increased over Hillary just over 80 
80,000 votes, and Trump lost just over 80,000 votes, which turned out to be a 51% decrease for Trump in 2020 from the previous election and a 51% increase for Biden over Hillary in 2016. So, and you can interpret that however you wish. That seems to be a uh, repeating trend across the country every time they uh, they they stagger it in just such a way. Uh, Casey, did you did you have anything uh, final before we uh, take the next caller? One last thing, just I hope you guys message better and your your marketing should be better, but also get together and get some really talented election lawyers and just propose this electronic because i think you got to get rid of the electronic i i miss the punch card system i don't care about the hanging chads at least they showed they voted but get rid of the electronic voting machines because you're disenfranchising amish voters hey that's a great idea except i don't do amish even vote though i mean you know what they They do do now by by mail Do yes, that. Yes. They actually did that, a route. Remember, they had all of the Trump flags yeah. on yes. their carriages. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We they. I stand, uh, I stand with the Amish. It's discrimination. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay, KC. Thank yeah. you so much, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great night. You God too. bless you, ladies. God, God bless you. God all right. Great, well. Lori. Glad to have you back. And uh, next caller coming on in. Caller, you are on the air. Can we get your name? It's Coyote Patriot. How you doing? Hey, Coyote Patriot. Good to have you here, buddy. How you been? I uh, hope everything's going great. Um, I just yeah. got a things for everybody. Um, so personal um, that uh, my mom and I went through uh, for the 2022 election out here in Arizona for Maricopa County. Um, you know, I help her. We It's kind of a tradition. We go and we vote together. We go ahead and we prepare our mail-in ballot, seal it. We bring it with us. We go ahead and we go into the precinct where, you know, we left our ballots inside the car. And in the precinct, you know, we decided we're going to vote in person. About everything, we stuff it into the envelope, which the day of ballot uh, envelope was white. The mail-in was green. The day of ballot envelopes deal whatsoever so i bring it up to the lady who is working the the booth and she tried to super glue it no uh one of those uh glue sticks you know from grade school um even that didn't work and we're like what the hell's going on uh you know she tried something else try to tape it it still wouldn't seal with the tape they had wow but we told them you know what just our mail-ins we're going to bring those in we're going to drop it in the box they did and allegedly she um our day of ballots and uh we weren't the only ones that that had that problem that day something so i was wondering for your for your guests if they heard anything about that in arizona for uh you know voting for carrie lake and all that okay can you so you are a this is the first time that I've heard of a 
So are you saying that you can vote in person? You can take your mail-in ballot. You can receive your ballot at home, fill it out, put it in an envelope, a special envelope for in-person election day only voting and bring that into your voting precinct on election day and hand that in. And that is different than an early voting in-person mail-in ballot or a mail-in ballot generated at a different time. Is that what you're telling me? Because this is the first time that I've heard that there was this option. We got our mail-in ballot and it has a green envelope. We we got that, I don't know, let's say a week and a half, two weeks prior. Okay, so Still you received your... We brought it with us. Okay, so in Maricopa, anybody can get a mail-in ballot. If you feel like you just want to vote by mail, you can get it. You have to actually tell them, I would like to receive a mail-in ballot. But once you decide that you want to receive a mail-in ballot, you can still vote in person? Absolutely. That's that's what we did. And then issue with the day of um, ballot envelopes. They Those things weren't even sealing. Okay, hold on. So our, day our ballot of, was basically the, hanging out. Hold on. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about the day of envelope. It sounds like the day of envelope is different than the envelope that if you decided just to receive the mail-in ballot at home and mail it back in... That is a different the, the process. Mail, the mail ballot is uh, our envelope is green. The All ballot of them. envelope was white. That is specified. All of them, because there's where where my understanding is there's separate voting periods. So that you have a most in Texas, you have an early voting in person period, and mail in ballots usually are with that early voting in person period technicality so when you say that you had a different i'm taking what you're saying that you had a different envelope for surrendering your ballot in person rather than mailing it or is it all the same yes green envelope you all got a green envelope envelope. you're all going to submit a green envelope no they're different envelopes. We sold that out prior. Yes, absolutely. The, it was a green ballot for mail-in or uh, envelope for mail-in and a white one for day of. Okay, so you could bring the you can bring the ballot that you received at home. You pulled it out of your mailbox. You got a you got a ballot there, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to vote in person. And so you walk into your voting precinct or a voting center, whatever your county's decided to use, and you walk into that voting center. And you're like, I got this ballot home. I've already marked it. I've already researched my candidates. I've done everything to it. I've got this ballot here. And they're like, okay, we're going to put it in this white envelope. And we're going to submit the white envelope. And and we know that you decided to submit your ballot in person on election day. Is Am I understanding that correctly? Uh, you have the color of the envelopes correct. Mailing green, day of white. Decided, you know what, we want to fill all this out on day of, filled out that ballot, put it into a white envelope that day of. So you left could you left the ballot you sealed. received. So do you have to fill out an application in Maricopa County, Arizona? Do you have to fill out an application and say, you know what? I think it's a possibility that I want to vote for home this time and that 
and, and you fill out this application, you send it to your county in Maricopa, and then they send you a ballot via the mail. You receive that ballot, and is that the exact same ballot that you take in to fill out on Election Day in person? Or are you leaving that ballot that you receive through the mail at home and just leaving it in a drawer and saying, you know what, I want to go vote in person. I'm going to leave that ballot that I received through the mail in my drawer, and I'm now going to go and vote in person. I'm going to get a ballot, and I'm going to put it in a white envelope. That could actually that that would lead to fraud. Yeah, I'm that. saying that that all sounds fraudulent. Everything sounds like a potential for fraud in this situation. And I understand that we can't have any control like Lori in Texas can't have any control of what's going on in Arizona. Right. But I, y'all systems are it's all county run. Right. The state so state legislature makes the laws for each county to conduct their election in each county. Regardless of who's running, it's all messed up out here. So, well, so, so, so Coyote, Coyote and Lori as well. The, the argument that I've heard for the process that you're talking about there, Coyote, is that when you request a mail-in ballot, theoretically – you receive that mail-in ballot so you know that somebody else hasn't gone out and voted in your name. And then on Election Day, you actually go into the precinct, or I guess in Maricopa, it's a freaking free-for-all. And uh, and you say, hey, you know, I requested a mail-in ballot, but I've changed my mind, and now I want to vote in person. So then you have the reassurance that nobody voted in your name via mail-in ballot. And then you're also getting double reassurance because you're going in and you're actually casting that ballot in person um is it coyote does that sound like what the rationale for it is that's absolutely where i was going um and also just you know just to add to it i mean the day of ballot seal so my ballot was was unsecured in that envelope that day and i wasn't my mom and i we weren't the only ones that complained about that so due to that problem hold on so wait i just Coyote, tell me when you went to your voting center or vo- voting precinct, which I would prefer a voting precinct. But if you went to a, do you in Maricopa, do they have a voting precinct model or do they have a countywide voting center convenience model? Not too familiar with that. It's it's basically it was just a small uh, little open spot. Uh, like a business spot that was vacant that they used. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they they just set it up. Okay, so let me let me um, let me tell you the difference. So in Texas, this is the best way I know how to explain it. In Texas, before the the machines and the technology arrived, it was law. It was required that a voter must vote in a voting precinct and a voting precinct could be no more than 2000 registered voters where they live, where they live like that. That's it. So you were like in your neighborhood, right? It where you, when you went to vote, like I'm precinct 267, still my precinct. Mm -hmm. I'm 267. And I knew 267's location had the, the 2000 registered voters, Closest to that location. 
And and I would go to that location to vote, and they would say, okay, you're on the list. I'm going to give you this ballot style. This is the correct choices and candidates that you're supposed to have. These are the only candidates and choices you're supposed to have. If your name's not on this list, I'm going to send you to a different voting precinct. I'm going to tell you to go over there because the wrong candidates and measures are on this one. I'm going to send you over there. And so that that was the whole, the voting precinct is everything. You cannot audit your system if you have no voting precinct. Well, when they brought the machines in, they centralized everything. They said, oh, we can make this super convenient and everybody can vote everywhere and get every single ballot style at one location. Well, the problem is with technology that there's glitches and problems and malfunctions and things that happen. And you could get any ballot style. You could get potentially one of a hundred different ballot styles. You can walk into your voting center and if you're like a voter like me, that was three years ago, three years ago, if I walked into my voting location, I would not have had any freaking idea that I could have gotten somebody's ballot from a frock Hmm. Excuse me, (laughs) from a cross county. It's okay, don't worry. I'm sorry. Please (laughs) forgive me. I'm very... I, I believe there's grace and war, right? And I have to tell myself that every yeah. day. I'm yeah. like, the Lord has grace and war. He's grace for you when you're fighting a battle, when you're in war and you say the fucking F word. <laughs> and you're like, this is so fucked up. This is so fucked up. It's like a fucking banana republic. Hey, Zach, hey, like- Zach's, list, Zach's listeners are uh, are. Uh, know all about F bombs on Abs- Friday night. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, you I get a pass. <laughs> I love them too, and I know Zach's listeners, and I love. I don't think that they're actually the information that we're telling to Zach. We have not told to anybody else. So Zach's my husband listens to Red Pill News on the way to work. Awesome. Thank you so <laughs> His much. Thirty minutes on the way to work. He listens to Red Pill News. Uh, whether I'm on here or not, and Zach actually broke, he didn't even know it, but he broke the most important story in the entire state of Texas. And Zach broke it at the Lindell event, and it was on that our election results are unknowable and unrecoverable. People don't realize that these electronic machines can generate unknowable and unrecoverable election results. The paper ballot voting systems cannot generate unknowable and unrecoverable election results. The machines can generate unknowable and unrecoverable election results. That's two different things. And Zach broke it when nobody would report the story. Nobody. Nobody wanted to be sued. They well, saw do, Mike do you know Lindell. Why, do you know why that happened? You know why that happened? Because Zach's, Zach's best. I'm a boss. Fucking to the best, right? He's a boss. Yeah. That's right. You got to have some courage in this shit. You know, like, I'm so sick and tired of looking (laughs) at these milk toast, ineffectual, wannabe, fake-ass journalists who won't tell the truth, who just take their scripts and their marching orders, and they pretend like everything's okay. Like, you know, this is why America's waking up, is because I'm not the only one seeing it. Everybody looks out at these people, they see them saying the exact same things, and they're moving away from from that old model of news delivery and information gathering. And they're coming to the alternative media. They're coming to citizen journalists and people are making it happen. And that's, you know, that's why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. I was thinking about your green envelope 
And maybe if you took your green envelope and then you did your day of ballot with all your Trump votes on there and and you submitted that, you'd have a better chance of it getting counted since all the Republicans go day (laughs) of. Yeah. So they know whose votes are in the white envelopes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So there's a green envelope. If you mailed it in, so if you mailed it in from your house and you stuck it in that mailbox and you pulled the red lever up, if you have a ranch property, you would pull the red lever up and say, I got a envelope in there. But if you took your ballot inside, it's going to be put inside of a white envelope. And that's what I wanted your caller. I wanted to, to distinguish the difference that if your caller decided to mail the green envelope in, the green envelope would, would have been processed. But if you took that ballot in on election day in person, early voting or election day, that it would have been inserted into a white envelope? Or did he leave the ballot at home completely and Mm. say, you know what, forget the mail-in ballot. I'm going to go vote in person. And then he walked inside a building and he said, hey, I'm in a voting center. Give me a new ballot. And he's got the ballot at home that he received in the mail. He put it in the drawer and now he's got a new ballot. And then it was put in a white envelope. That's the dis- the distinction that I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So, Coy- what- Coyote, it was the same ballot, right? So, uh, uh, okay, I had my mail-in ballot out of the mailbox in the green envelope. Yep. So I fill it out, I seal it, I bring it to the precinct. Yep. Right oh. on election day. Yeah. We okay, in the so green that's envelope. All sealed. We in le- the green we- envelope. In the green envelope. Yes, and we leave it in the car. In and you're like, well, he left it in the car in. initially. He, he left it in the car. Yeah, they decided yeah. to go vote, and they were just going to leave their mail-in ballots in the car, and then they went into the to vote, the straight-up vote. Yes. Okay, so you brought Correct. the green envelope with your marked ballot in it. You had the green envelope, the special green envelope that's got your marked ballot in it, and you're carrying it inside into a location and you say, you know what? I marked this thing at home, but I'm going to bring it into you. And you hand the green envelope to the election judge. The election judge sticks it into the ballot box and says, your vote is counted. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. After the day of ballot and the white envelope issue came up, we decided, all right, shred that. We're going to go get our mail-in ballots. And then we wound up dropping that in the box. So. Okay, um, hold on. The, See, Lori, the white envelope. Sorry, just... what I'm talking about. Yeah. Lori, he tried to vote. He had the green. He had it all filled out, decided not to go that route. He went to the voting center and he tried to vote. But when he put it in the white envelope, this is his problem was that none of these white envelopes would seal. They tried to glue it shut. They tried to tape it shut. It would not seal no matter what they did. It was like it had some sort of substance on it. And they said they didn't trust that. So they went back out to the car, got their mail in, and went that way because they okay, did not. So hold on. So hold on. So hold on. So you received a ballot by the mail and you filled it out and it was in a green envelope and you put it in your car and y'all were driving around, not yeah. necessarily in this order, but you decided, you know what? We're going to go vote in person. Was this on election day or was this still during the early voting in person period? On election day. Okay, so on election day, y'all went in to vote, but you already had a pre-marked ballot 
This is so freaking messed up. <laughs> this uh, is so, so messed so up just because to throw this I out see there real fraud. Fast. Like I, I like in a criminal way, yeah. I can see like a million different ways that this could go wrong. But I'm just trying to understand. So in Maricopa, we're in Maricopa. I re- I decided to fill out an application and request in Maricopa. Do you have to fill out the application, or do they automatically send out a ballot to every registered voter? No, you have to tell them that you want a mail-in ballot. So you have to request. So you could do a public. Mm-hmm. Does Arizona have Public Information Act request laws that allow you to request every application? For a mail-in ballot that was received by the county. Oh boy, uh, I'd have to look into that one. I mean, they, okay. they literally just said that's out, okay. They, they that's said, okay. They text so I'm just saying, saying that, your that ballot in was Texas, received. in Texas, that would be discoverable information. That would be public information. And as a citizen in Texas, you'd be able to request that and say, "I want every a list of every voter." that requested a mail-in ballot and that you can get that list with the birth date and the name of the voter and say all these voters, you know, say there's 30,000 in the state requested a mail-in ballot. And so maybe you could do that for the county, but I'm saying that you could request that information and I could be able to say, okay, these people thought they were disabled enough that they needed to vote for home, that it wasn't important enough for them to show up and vote. And so I could request that information. I could get that and I could double check it with the number of ballots that were received. Like I could say, okay, well, 50,000 people received a mail-in ballot, but only 25,000 people returned it in the green envelope. Right? And I could say, well, the other 25,000 people, half of them decided to vote election day in person and ditch the green envelope that they had already filled out and done and everything and stuck in a drawer and left it forever. And they decided that wasn't good enough. They're not going to mail it in because they didn't have confidence it was going to be counted. So they decided to go in person on election day. Right. And then now the green envelope ballot is over there in the drawer. And now you go and you sign in. You say, here's my ID. One of seven forms of ID, maybe more in your state. And you walk into your county voting center where anybody could receive any single ballot and you're like here's my id i already got a ballot i already filled that one out and it's in a green envelope in my fucking dash and i don't want to fucking vote that one but i want a new ballot i want you to give me a new ballot and i'm gonna i'm gonna have that machine market and whatever that does but this is my new vote so you can cast a ballot for a candidate and still have that green ballot envelope that you filled out in your glove box. It's a wild. It's it's absolutely. Yeah. It's wide open. Are y'all following me? Because I don't know. No, 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 you're right. I follow what I'm saying. Are y'all following my, I think my thinking, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, if I can be really honest, uh, I, from my perspective, everything I've learned about Arizona's voting system, you mean from, from, you know, the, 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 the variety of ways you can get ballots and have them printed and, you know, essentially have multiple ballots for the same person at the same time. (laughs) 
mean, it's, it's, quite, it's quite obvious it's set up to allow uh, the injection of uh, ballots. And, yeah. And, and really, yeah, the way that they handle them, it's totally outside the boundaries of anything that makes any logical sense. Listen, Coyote, we are at the end of the broadcast, buddy. So I want to say thank you very much for uh, donating tonight and obviously calling in. And uh, hopefully we hear from you again in the future. Hey, anytime, man. All, All right. right. Have a good night. You too, brother. We'll see you. All right, you guys, we are here at the end. I don't think I have any more donations to go over, but I do want to say thank you to all of you for being here with us. Let's start with Jen, and we'll get final thoughts. Jen, uh, what would you like the audience to know? Well, I, I think everybody's moving in the right direction. I think there's a lot of interest in in these elections. We see all the crazy stuff. Try not to get distracted. Um, get local. Get your records get involved a little bit and just understand these election systems um, so that you can explain it to your county officials. It's really important that, that people start to understand the vulnerabilities in electronic voting systems. We need hand paper, hand yeah. paper ballots. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Serena, any thoughts for the audience? Final thoughts? No, I think just uh, love the prayers that go out to Dallas. We get this straightened out. Thank you. Amen. All right, Diane, how about you? Thank you so much for um, the opportunity. And um, just like Serena said, please uh, pray for us. This is really critical. And uh, we appreciate people tuning in and listening and get involved. Thanks. Thank you so much. And Lori, final thoughts before we go. If you want to get involved in Texas, and we're all about Texas, if y'all want to get involved, give me a shout out at howdy at tallytexas.org, or you can find me on Twitter at Loriana Farm. I want to tell you right now, we're in a critical time. There is a movement sweeping the nation, the nation for hand marked paper ballots. We have all the voting system experts on our side. They all say, that you cannot use electronic voting systems without hand-marked paper ballots in order for them to be safe. They are not safe to use unless they have hand-marked paper ballots. And right now, we have a movement sweeping the nation for hand-marked paper ballots. So if you want to get involved and you want to be a hand-marked paper ballot advocate, reach out to Zach, reach out to me, he knows how to get a hold of me. He can text me. Uh, y'all, if y'all want to get involved, it, we've got what y'all need. So contact Zach. Thank you, Zach, for thank you so much for highlighting the citizens. We're not TV people. We're not radio people. We are regular citizens. And there's no better citizen journalist. Now professional journalist, probably better than any CNN and Fox News anchor that I've ever heard is Zach Payne with Redfield News. How badly is media? I've never met a better reporter than Zach because he has been willing to put the truth and to put somebody that is saying, hey, ESNS is a pile of crap. Yeah, we should not give our political power to a private voting company. A, a company that receives private money that's for profit. They're not a nonprofit. Yep. ESNS is not a nonprofit, guys. They are a private company. And Zach has allowed citizens 
to speak against these bohemists that are out there and support Zach, send all the money to Zach, let him flourish because we need people like Zach. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much for the kind words, all of you. And Texan by Birth 11 also says, thanks, y'all. Appreciate you being here. Uh, the website is tallytexas.org. Uh, a couple of you also mentioned the precinct strategy. Precinct strategy uh, and uh, and its founder have been on the program a number of times. Please look into that. You're absolutely right. Getting involved at the precinct level, local action for national impact. This is so vitally important. Uh, it may be difficult to actually run for office, and it's not exactly easy to get in at the precinct level, but it's a lot more attainable, and it's something that you can do. Get involved at your local GOP level. The GOP may not be perfect, but it's certainly better than the alternative, which is the Democrats. Uh, so uh, thank you all, ladies, for being here. Really appreciate it. Appreciate your efforts. To everybody at home, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for the support. Good luck and God bless. We will see you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern right here for another episode of Red Pill News Live. We'll see you then. Thank you, Zach.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.